What's going on, crew? It is Monday. This is the Deeply Successful Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Artale, motivational speaker, clearly podcast host, author, work-life balance researcher, life coach, father, dude who takes out the garbage when he's supposed to most weeks, and everything else in between. What's going on, folks? Getting ready to start this week, going after our goals harder than we did the week before. That complimentary and uh, mandatory podcast entrance music that seems to change every week is called Deep Earning, Deep Urban, Deep Urban, Take Three by Eugenio Menini, the master of uh, stock music. Gotta love it. I think he's Italian, so we might be related there, Eugenio. Uh, and we're gonna go from there. But welcome to the podcast. Got a, an interesting one uh, this week. We're talking about what happens when. When shit goes wrong, I'm going to swear. There it is. What do you do when shit goes wrong? Um, and really, it's just the story of why there was no podcast last week. It's because just about everything went wrong. But before we get into why and the more importantly, the uh, three lessons that you need to get out of that just a reminder to like download subscribe comment on this podcast it's the holiday season share it with someone you love say there's this guy paul out there every sunday he's in his basement he's letting out the steam he's dropping some what he thinks is wisdom and i think it's got some good stuff too and please just you know i think you could learn from it and so go back and remember go back to my archive and check out the other 23 episodes we got going on so far this season and uh, 24, that's uh, that's six months worth of content. So, wow, uh, who, who, who knew? Who knew that uh, we would get to six, the six-month mark with this podcast? Uh, my, initial, my original goal was just to try like 10 episodes out. But anyways, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff with it. Um, but let's go right into today's uh, story and then lessons, which is what do you do when shit goes wrong, when you create a plan and nothing absolutely nothing really happens that you had planned. And to understand that in the context of what I'm talking about, we got to go back to this time last week where I went to bed and was getting to sort of getting prepared to record the podcast and basically told myself, um, here we go. And then it was really cold in my basement. So then I went to check on the furnace and of course the furnace wasn't working. So I tried to fiddle with it for an hour or two, uh, because clearly I'm a furnace technician and YouTube will teach me how to fix a furnace. And to be honest, outside of changing the filter, I didn't get really far with it. But I learned a lot about how to unscrew panels in my furnace. That was kind of cool. And and I said, OK, well, I'm going to have to call the techs in the morning. And before they get here, I'm going to, you know, try and record this podcast. But of course, I woke up in the morning. The house was really, really, really cold. And all of a sudden we're going into just, you know, keeping the house warm mode. Uh, we're calling the the furnace repair place, trying to get someone into our house. And of course, trying to keep the house warm, finding the old space heater, seeing if we can get a second space heater in the house. Uh, we decide to bake every single thing that we eat uh, while the furnace is out so that we can use the oven and the oven gives off heat both when it's cooking and then when it's off, you open the lid and it sort of heats the house for like three minutes. But we were in complete survival mode Monday and you know, the technician came out on Monday and did his thing, worked his magic. And uh, basically at the end of uh, several hours of working with my furnace said that 
can't do much. We ordered a part. It'll be in tomorrow. Basically gave my furnace a booster shot and said it's going to run and then it'll turn off. It will turn off. So just know that, but you'll get some heat for the night. So we cranked our house up to 80 degrees knowing that it would turn off, which it did at 8 p.m. And of course, you know, we wake up on Tuesday and now it's a little bit more tolerable. Technician comes back with the new part, tries to fix it, tries to do all the great, you know, magical goodness that he does. And uh, the part's not good enough and something it's not working. So he decides to call another technician and then get more work, uh, more opinions in. And of course, then they, they learn that uh, there's another part they need to order and that the, the first part that they replaced was uh, probably not good for my furnace. My furnace is finicky, needs a very specific part. So again, boost, boost the furnace. They come back day three. Day three, they come back, and after several hours, two guys now are in my house. After several hours of fixing that furnace, uh, they they, fi- they finally fix it to the point where it actually works on its own without us having to sort of having them manually jumpstart the furnace and set my house to 85 degrees so that I can get some heat through the night. And and then we were done. And But then Thursday, Friday, sort of Saturday happened where I was just really busy with speaking and uh my coaching clients. And of course, uh, you know, I'm on this journey to interview folks that are struggling with work-life balance. And so I have these interviews set up doing all this great work and, and time just sort of flies by. On top of that, I'm behind because I've spent the first three days just tending to the basic needs of my household, right? Tending to the kids, tending to, you know, they still have school, right? I still have calls with clients, you know, so a lot of things, you know, got pushed got pushed aside and, and got rescheduled. And by the time Thursday hit, uh, a lot of things were just piling on top of each other. So we had to work through it. Clearly we did. And we got to Sunday and here I am sitting in my palace in the basement doing the cast here. And it was, you know, it was not ideal, but Hey, at this point, knock on wood, we have heat. And that was more important. So what are the lessons that go out of this furnace journey? Uh, a few things I want to share with you. Uh, number one, when we make plans, right, I, I like to set my schedule on Sunday and and work my way forward in the week through that. I look at my engagements, my coaching clients, some of my social media strategies, whatever else has got going on, personal commitments, what the kids got going on. I lay out my strategy. I got a plan. And most of the time, things go fairly close to that plan. But, you know, last week, just everything hit the pooper. And what do you do? So the first lesson is to just Sometimes you just got to go with it, right? Um, you literally have to just go with the flow. Instead of trying to fight it, just take it and sort of deflect it and just realize that your plan is now in the gutter. It is now in the shredder. And that's it's not a bad thing. Or I should say, if you don't want to call it a bad thing, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's just that now things have changed considerably. And you have to adjust with it. So and try to try trying to force things and and making them try and happen that sometimes you just got to be like, I'm going to go with the flow. In the case like mine, sometimes you also got to deal with human needs first. Okay, you got to deal with your most basic needs. Take care of yourself. Take care of the most important pieces. So if the plan has to go out the window so you can take care of the most basic elements, like in this case, shelter, food, heat, right? Um, your Your mental and physical well-being, whatever it is. That's okay. You got to kind of go with it. Um, there is no kind of. You have to go with it. You have to deflect it. I, I like to think of, a, you know, the great Bruce Lee has has that quote that goes to something to the effect that, you know, you need to be like water, right? That um, 
water is the strongest stuff in the world, but it's also the softest stuff in the world. And it forms around things when it's still and it's calm, it forms around and it molds itself to its environment. And then when it needs to, it can also rage and destroy what's in front of it. Well, when the plan goes out the window, a lot of the times you got to kind of be the calm water that just sort of molds itself to the environment, worked its way around the obstacles and works with them so that later on when you kind of get back to where you need to be, then you can, you can, you can let the floodgates open and rage and, and destroy it. So you really do have to go with it. You have to really take those deep breaths and acknowledge that it, things have changed and that, and that's okay. But that leads into my second point, my second tip, which piggybacks off of that is that a lot of deadlines are in your head. I'll say that again. A lot of deadlines are in your head. A lot of the deadlines we have are self-imposed. Now, some deadlines are firm and they are external to us, right? Like I had speaking engagements those, this week and I did not intend to cancel any of them. I, so those were deadlines and I had a few things that had to go to my my team and to um, other folks that I'm working with. And, and those were deadlines that for the most part, some of them needed to be done. Some of them I actually moved, right? But a lot of the deadlines, a lot of things we need to think we think we need to get done or they need to get done in our way are completely mentally composed, right? So when something doesn't go according to plan, you're like, oh, crap, I can't get this done. What's going to happen with this? Oh, my God, you know, and you start like playing the fear game, right? A little, a little Frankie fear starts crawling into your head and sort of poking at your brain. What you just need to tell yourself and, and what you need to analyze about your, your situation is, how much of this is really on me, right? How much is this? This is my deadline, right? If I created the deadline and, it's, and I, I can change it, you have the power to do that. And if sometimes if you don't have the power to do it, you can reach out and ask people to change the deadline or the circumstance. Most people I find are understanding. Like Wednesday night, um, no, it's Tuesday night, Tuesday or Wednesday, probably both of them. Uh, you know, I, I talked to some of my coaching clients and said, listen, my, this is what's been going on in my house. I got a, I got a technician here. I can't, I can't be around. Sorry. Um, you know, I, or if I'm going to be around, I'm not going to be at my best. And so can we move this back a couple of days? And they were all really compliant. Now me a few years ago would have tried to force that, right? I would have tried to instruct my family to maybe stay in a small room with the space heater and just stay warm while I go in the basement with a bunch of fleece blankets and try to talk to my client and try to give the best coaching I can, knowing that it's not going to be the best coaching I can, I can have because I'm going to be worried about keeping myself warm and my family and, and hoping that they're not going to try and eat each other while they're alone in a small room together to maintain heat or whatever the situation is. Right. So most deadlines are in your head. So move them, adopt, you know, adapt them and, and, and just move on. And again, if, if they're external, you know, there's wiggle room with some of these deadlines too. People can be understanding and you have to at least try to reach out and, and make them change it. And third, the third and final tip, I want, I want to talk about when it talks about what happens when, when the, the plan goes out the window and it hits the pooper. Um, I like how I'm, I'm swearing a little bit less um, as this podcast goes on. Maybe I'll get down to PG 13 when we're done here. Uh, but you know, the third, the third point here is that, you know, think about, I want you to think about the three D's, right? Like there's, you got to deal, destroy and direct your energy, right? Like, so let's talk about those really, really quick. Right. So you got to deal with it, Right. Something doesn't go go to plan. Deal with it. We already talked about you know kind of going with the flow, but just deal with the reality. Accept the reality that whatever you plan to do and the thing, some of the things they're not going to get done, or they're not going to get done the way you want. Like so, just deal deal with it, right? I mean, just 
figure that out and, and just don't stop trying to fight it. So it's kind of like point number one, but more importantly, right? Thinking about directing your energy, right? So where can you, how can you direct the energy you do have? And I think it's something I want you to really key in on, right? How do you direct the energy that you do have so that you can use that energy, which will be limited sometimes, right? In a case like mine, it was limited because my energy was being put into like basic needs of the house. But there are times where maybe, you know, for speakers out there, you plan to do something on stage and it's all going wrong. You got to figure out where to direct your energy in a heartbeat, right? Uh, we, we create a project for work and all of a sudden things don't go according to plan. And we have to scramble, like, where are you directing your energy, right? So in that moment where you've kind of, you can create those still waters and step one of go with it, right? And you're kind of dealing with the fact that maybe it's not going to happen or going to happen the way you want. You have to think in your mind, what's the first thing? What's the next thing I need to do? And identify that and say, okay, how you know? now I need to put my energy to getting that accomplished and figure out when's the most realistic time to accomplish that. Sometimes it's saying I have a small pocket of time, even though I'm dealing with this this other crisis, or maybe even though like the sky is falling at work, I need to like carve out that time to get this one thing done. This is the the large band-aid. This is the stitch. This is the the first pour of cement that will really stop the burning, the bleeding, whatever analogy you want to use, right? So think about where you want to direct your energy in a very focused way versus trying to put out a hundred different fires or try to burn yourself out to fix things that you're probably not going to do well anyway because you're so stressed out and because you're not focused. So direct your energy and by directing your energy, you get to sort of like the third D, which is to destroy, right? You're going to destroy that objective. And I like to use kind of aggressive terms to think about uh, how we go through things, but you got something you need to do. You got the focused energy. You know what you got to do. Now you put your energy to it and bang, you've achieved it. You're now going to, you're basically going to destroy it. You're going to wreck it. Now you can move forward. And now you've kind of climbed out of the hole. And I think that's important to remember, right? That you have an objective and you, and you, you move past it. And then once you've destroyed that objective, now you can think about where the next place you're going to direct your energy from, right? And usually I find directing energy after achieving your first or second objectives is, is super easy because now you have momentum and forward progress and that becomes just a lot easier. So that's what you got to do when, when shit goes wrong. There I go. I started swearing again. Sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm going to own my my cussing uh, this week because it's been a crazy, crazy week. Um, but just to recap, number one, go with it. As Bruce Lee said, be like still water, right? Be like water, mold to the environment. Go with it. Number two, remember, most deadlines are in your head. They are self-imposed. Your expectations quite often are self-imposed. I'm not saying lower your standards, but you can change the expectations and the deadlines to meet the situation that you have at hand. Don't feel like you need to pile everything on top of each other when realistically a lot of that can be shifted somewhere else. And then three, remember that you need to just deal with the fact that it's not getting done the way you want to uh, or in the time frame you want to. Direct your energy to the most important first step in all the chaos and madness. And then number three, destroy that objective so you can move on to another objective that you redirect your energy to and destroy that. And you keep doing that over and over again. So you climb out of that hole and all of a sudden the things that went wrong actually turn into stuff that went right and all is good in the world. So that's the cast. Thank you for tuning in this week. Remember, like, subscribe, share, do all the great things that you normally do. 
And for those that feeling a little bit burnt out, if you're feeling burnt out in your life, like you, you feel like there's some issues with your work-life balance and you, you want to be fiercely successful, but maybe you feel stuck because you're burnt out, you don't have enough time, you feel like you, know, you, you can't manage the boundaries between your work and your professional life, whatever it is, then you, I invite you to have a one-hour work-life focus call. We'll call it the fiercely successful call. Have a work-life balance focus call with me one hour as I'm starting to create a mastermind work-life balance group. I need input from fine folks like you that listen to this podcast every single week. I want to know what your work-life pains are and how I can help ease them. And as I create this course in this community for people, I want to base it on the experiences of real people living real lives, love research, you know, got the PhD, all that, but I really want to hear from the people on the ground experiencing these challenges so I can make my, uh, so I can make my experience and my, the experience for my clients and make this community and e-course as, as powerful and transformative as possible. So if you're interested in that, go to the notes section in this podcast and book your call one hour. There is no cost. I really am doing some research for my course and in doing so will help give you some clarity and strategies in your own work life. Win-win. That's the cast this week. Go out there, folks. Hit those goals harder than you did the week before. The year, new, the new year is almost here, but that doesn't mean we stop grinding. Doesn't mean we don't keep trying to set goals and smash through and destroy the ones we have in front of us. We keep going to the final whistle. We're going to keep going another week. I will see you next Monday. I promise. Unless stuff goes wrong, which it will not, because I'm positive. See you later, everyone. This is Paul Artale saying goodbye.